0: Valentine's Day can be a killer. This week on the podcast, Broken Hearts by R.L. Stein. Hi, welcome to Growing Up Bookish. It's a nostalgic book podcast where we reread old books from our youth to see if we still like them. I'm one of your hosts, Emma. I'm the other host, Allison. This week, we're delving into the universe of R.L. Stein. The infamous teen horror writer from the 90s. I read so many of these books when I I was growing up. I think I only read
1: maybe two
0: Goosebumps books,
1: which I know are
0: very different, right? Yes, because they're for, you know, younger kids, like age eight. And by the time that (laughs) those were coming out, I was like age 12. So I was definitely not reading Goosebumps. That's kid stuff. I I was reading adult books, Emma. (laughs) (laughs) But no, I was still reading the teen Fear Street books. So so what's
1: with Fear Street?
0: So, Why is that? Well, uh, man, that's complicated because <laughs> Fear Street is like, when Arnold Stein first started writing, he didn't write, he just wrote, you know, generic horror stories. But then somewhere along the way, and I guess I could have done some research, but I didn't bother, he started this whole Fear Street thing where basically a lot of his stories take place in this town called Shadyside. Side. Okay. And in Shadyside, there is a street called Fear, Fear Street. Fear Street. And lots of weird shit happens who, on that street. Who
1: would, move to a, who would move to a
0: place called Fear Street? No, I would. I, I would not want 100%, that. hundred percent I would. No. I'd be so excited <laughs> to move to some place named Fear Street. I'd be like, sweet, this is the gothest freaking street name ever.
1: 285 Fear Street.
0: Yeah. But if I had heard about, like, all the crazy crap that goes on. Yeah, no. I mean – I don't know if all of these, like, Fear Street books are supposed to take place in the same timeline, but I'm assuming they don't because you ne- n- the characters never cross over. Oh, and, like, okay. there's a lot of books that you read where it's like, oh, so-and-so is the popular girl in school. And I'm like, yeah, but last book, this other person was the popular girl in school. So I don't really how, know how many people yeah. there are
1: at the school. How long is this Fear Street? How long is the street itself? Yeah, it's got to be real long. And there's like <laughs> seven people. schools. And and the realtors never mention any weird stuff.
0: Come to think Maybe of it, did this book quirky. mention the name of the high school? Was it just Shady Side High? I think high? it was just, yeah, yeah Shady I mean, High. God, it's been so long since I've read any of these Fear Street books that I'm not up on my Fear Street lore. But there is like a series of books called Fear Street Saga that tells you like basically what, happened to cause fear street to be the way that it is oh and it then by the way the street is named after people whose last name is fear oh okay yeah. so so there you go they you're less cra- excited now
1: yeah i was like well are they a crazy family
0: yeah i mean well it's a bunch of crazy shit happens to them i honestly don't remember okay that, that's gonna be the theme of this entire i don't remember thing. so <laughs> I was more of a Christopher Pike fan growing up, but I did read a lot of these Errol Stein books. But as I was telling Emma as we came in, I thought that I had read this book, but I don't think I have. And it's not surprising to me because I can remember specific fear street books that i read and i remember when i would when i read them and where i was and i remember the cover and i remember the title but if you asked me anything about what it was about i wouldn't be able to tell you (laughs) and i I don't know why that these books in particular just do not stick in my memory like the only books of rl stein's that i remember like the ones his early books that weren't fear street books or like some of the like longer series ones i Mm. guess like he had a cheerleader series that was particularly good and uh i remembered that one but this one i i think i just recognized the cover and i thought i read it and obviously i picked it because it's valentine's day right and i was like oh i rem, i remember a fear street book about valentine's day let's do that one and then as i'm reading it i'm like i never read this book <laughs> i would have remembered this yeah i would have remembered something because Spoiler, it's bad.
1: Yeah, I was like, I don't know if you would (laughs) have (laughs) been
0: No, this one is bad. (laughs)
1: Uh, Well, honestly, my my experience with R.L. Stein, like I said, were the Goosebumps books. Uh, I think I only read two, maybe two. I have two still in my possession. I don't even know if I read those. But I do remember thinking, I don't understand why so many people... Love R.L. Stein goosebumps when Bruce Covell is out there because Bruce Covell wrote some kind of scary things too. Yeah, um, Mary
0: Downing Hahn wrote scary things, different ooh, kinds ooh, of stories yeah. though.
1: Yeah, but to me, I just thought that Bruce Covell was so much better. I'm like, why yeah. are people just gobbling up this R.L. Stein crap?
0: It was the so, same with the Fear Street stuff because I feel like R.L. Stein was way more popular than Christopher Pike even. But when I when I was reading Christopher Pike, I was like, these books are just way better written. Yeah, you know.
1: I've never read this and judging from the cover, so let's talk about the cover here yeah, because it's, it's a really good cover. Yeah, I love the really covers is. of these
0: books. It's really cool. The it's... cover's super familiar to me, so I guess I just stared at it a bunch but <laughs> I never like, read it. Like that's
1: a cool cover. Uh so it's this uh brunette girl wearing a pink denim jacket maybe maybe it's denim. I'm pretty know, sure it's jacket. denim. Pink denim. Uh and she's she's opened her locker that are they're bright yellow and it's got this drippy red heart that, and it says "you're dead" in drippy red letters. Yep. Uh, super, super eighties, nineties, love it.
0: Yep. Yeah, this book was nineteen ninety three. Oh, okay. I think nineteen ninety three.
1: Yep, nineteen ninety three. Okay. So super nineties, I guess. Yeah. Um, but judging from this book, it looks like a lot of things take place, maybe in high school. Yes. And someone's getting
0: <laughs> someone's getting bloody threats. threats. <laughs> yes. Well, the synopsis also mentions that they're getting like death, like evil death threat Valentines. I mean, yeah, it's basically just Josie and Melissa are scared when they receive threatening valentines, and then the murders begin. And that's all we know about the story going in. So it sounds like it's going to be pretty
1: scary and grim. and
0: I mean, it is, but not in the way you think. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just go ahead and get into yeah. this monstrosity of a book. <laughs> so we start with a prologue. September the fall they they also have so they have titles for all the chapters but unlike a lot of the other books we've read where they have really lovely titles these are just stupid why do you feel they're stupid because it's legit just like describes what happens in the chapter very true well, the fall, for me, I'm like, oh, the fall. See, like, that one's more clever. Yeah. But Autumn. the other ones are not. And <laughs> yeah. you'll see. So if the story begins with twins, Rachel and Josie, are on their way to go horseback riding with their younger sister, Erica, and their friend Melissa. hmm We learn that Melissa lives across the street from the twins, and she's also Josie's best friend. We also learn that Josie dates around a lot. Mm-hmm. She's got a boyfriend named Jerry Jankman. Jerry Jankman. <laughs> I, I kind of like the, the names. Kind like the names. Yeah. Uh, but she plans to break up with Jerry.
1: Well, there's Chuck, right? Oh, well, Chuck, Chuck, Chuck is the, the stable, stable boy. The stable boy. Oh.
0: But you know what? He never shows up again, so <laughs> oh. sorry, Chuck. Maybe he wasn't in No luck, Chuck. Rachel is dating a guy named Luke that she's been dating for a couple years. Mm-hmm. And Melissa is dating Dave, which is a guy that Josie used, used to, to date. date. But Josie doesn't seem mad about it because she's like, oh, I've dated everyone in the school. That's right. So whatever. She's just like, that guy's immature. I don't know why you would date him. (laughs) When they arrive at the horse place, Erica decides that she's too scared to go riding. So she stays behind. I don't blame her. Yeah, you know, it's fine. Yeah. She stays behind while the others go. Josie does Rachel's saddle for her, asks Melissa to check it. Obviously, as soon as this happens, I'm like... That saddle's gonna go wrong. See, I didn't
1: even think about that. Really? I was just like, they my, made it so obvious well, for me. I'm like, why are we spending so much time on these horses? Like, where is the action? That is what I was thinking. I'm like, okay, yada yada yada. Why are we still with these horses?
0: The whole like, hey, did I do the saddle okay? Oh yeah, it looks fine from here. I'm like, <laughs> that saddle's not okay. Get Chuck to check it. Chuck had to help somebody else. Uh, well, because they said they were experts. And that's oh. why Chuck wasn't helping them because they're like, oh, we're experts. They lied. We know what we're doing. Yeah. Because uh, that guy should get fired. He should. Chuck probably did get fired. <laughs> anyway, let's, we're getting ahead. The let's whole place going.
1: probably shut down.
0: So they do that. They get their saddles and they go. The second Rachel's like, I don't want to wear a helmet. I'm like, well, Rachel's dead <laughs> because that's her saddle that no one wanted to double check. And she's, and she's not, not refuses a to wear a helmet. Girl is dead. <laughs> hundred percent.
1: Meanwhile, I'm still over here,
0: like, why are we talking about these horses still? <laughs> I was just like, I know exactly. Where are the happen. bloody Valentines? <laughs> of course, I was right. Yes, they go out they're, They talk about boys or some inane shit. I, I mean, I think all the stuff I said before about their boyfriends is the conversation they have yes. now. So talking now about we,
1: Dave and yeah. Melissa and Luke and yeah. blah blah blah. Yeah. So we
0: learn about their relationships. Who cares? Rachel flies off her horse and lands on her head i thought she was gonna be dead i thought so too she's not
1: she's not it was a miracle it
0: was a miracle or was it or was it <laughs> so that's the end of that chapter that was the prologue so then we start the real book part one february the following february mm-hmm. so that was september this is february so what six months
1: yeah six months something yeah, like that, something like like sure. that. yeah
0: yeah chapter one a surprise in the mall is it the mall or the mail the mail <laughs> <laughs> why did i read them all as i was thinking that i was like wait the ball and then like as i said the sentence i was like i don't remember a mall. it probably would have been a better story had that been the surprise in, in the mail. mail so
1: what's gonna happen in this chapter Gee, i don't <laughs> know
0: the chapter starts with melissa waking from a nightmare about horses luckily this is the last time they talk about horses good <laughs> turns out rachel is alive but she's not doing well.
1: Yeah, she's diff- She's very different now.
0: She's, she's different. Josie and Melissa are no longer friends. Mm-hmm. Because Josie blames Melissa for Rachel's accident.
1: Because Melissa didn't check the saddle.
0: Right. None of them know I'm sorry. the horses. I'm
1: sorry, Josie. Uh, quit blaming other people. Yeah. I know it's really hard. <laughs> but accept that you had a big hand in yeah, it. Yeah,
0: she did. For sure. They all did. They're probably all secretly guilty and then just Therapy. 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 Yeah. therapy. There's no therapy. <laughs> they don't have therapists in uh Shady Side. Shady side. <laughs> We're back at Josie's house. We learn that Josie's now dating a guy named Steve, who she's been dating ever since the accident, which would make it like her longest relationship ever, which is apparently like a thing.
1: Oh, yeah. Who? So who, wait, who was she dating before? Oh, Jerry. Jerry Jenkman. Jerry
0: Jankman. Yeah. She broke up with him like right after the accident. And now she's dating this Steve guy.
1: Steve Barron. Steve
0: right. Barron, who seems like an okay guy. Oh,
1: really? Because at first I'm like, I don't care for him too much. No,
0: oh, he's fine. He seems kind of like a jerk. Josie and Steve are about to leave to go out somewhere uh, when Josie notices a scary note in the mail. End of the chapter.
1: Oh, so is that the surprise of the mail? Yeah. Wow.
0: <laughs> All of these chapters end like this. Okay.
1: Uh, yes. Let, let's talk on that for a moment. I <laughs> had a hard time getting any kind of emotion out of this book. Yes. Because the chapters are so short.
0: They're very short. Not much happens in a lot of them, and Half of the well, almost all of the chapters end on a cliffhanger. Half of those cliffhangers are fake outs. Yes, and so most of the time, I'm like, "Ooh, something scary is gonna happen." Nope, nope, nothing scary happens. So it's just like,
1: yeah, it's, they're they're like three or they're three or four pages long, and then it's like cut off. Start the next one. Yeah, I'm
0: like, why wouldn't he combine just, those just to combine build? Them. Yeah, there's plenty of chapters he could have combined. I really don't know why. They do it this way. It, ugh, it, the fake-outs made me so angry, because because then every time, like, something cliffhanger would happen at the end of the thing, I'm like, whatever, it's going to be a fake-out. <laughs> and then, like, when it wasn't, I wasn't like, oh, pleasantly surprised. I was like, ugh, I hate you, R.L. Stein. <laughs> <laughs> Chapter two is called Have a Heart.
1: <laughs> I wrote, like, one sentence for this for this. Yeah, one. I only
0: wrote three, so... <laughs> But we are going to read the creepy valentine. So she gets a valentine. It's a creepy valentine. It says. Violets are blue. Roses are red. On Valentine's Day, Josie will be dead. Lame. Lame. Well, I mean, they say it's lame. They're both just like, oh, this is stupid. Like, uh, Steve is like, that's dumb. It's not even funny. (laughs) And I'm like, good job, Steve. Steve. They both kind of dismiss it as a joke. But uh, Josie assumes it's from Jankman jerry jankman her ex-boyfriend
1: and why does she why does she assume it's from jerry jankman
0: because she says he's been pestering her yeah. since since the breakup like he calling leave her, her alone showing up at her house did finding her at school that kind of thing so he's basically stalking yeah,
1: her. yeah being a total creeper yeah
0: being a creeper so she's like oh it's from him whatever but they don't think of anything of it really
1: not in shady side no. not on fear street nothing's ever <laughs> happened
0: here <laughs> so then, hands reach from behind her and start to choke her. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Why didn't I put that note in there? End of the chapter. Who could it is be? It gonna be <laughs> is it going to be real? Is it going to be fake? Is it all a dream? What is it? <laughs> chapter three is called Resentment. The hands are just Rachel. Ha ha. Ha ha. Fake out. It's fine. <laughs> She's just playing a joke on you. Just
1: jokingly strangling <laughs> you. Not am Laughing deal. about it. <laughs>
0: So Rachel is uh brain damaged now and acts like a confused child. I don't know a lot about brain damage, but I feel like in these old like 80s, 90s movies, books, it's always this way where they always end up acting like a like a child that like giggles a lot and I'm like is that something that really happens though? I don't know. I feel more likely like they would be vacant. If they have brain damage rather than childlike.
1: I have no idea. I don't
0: either, but I'm just guessing. It seems like a trope that I'm not sure, that I kind of want to like research to see. I'm
1: wondering like how long was she face down in the mud, knocked out or whatever. They never tell you. She's like, she's like, I don't know, eight, five year old. Yeah. Yeah. I would say
0: five. Definitely not eight. Because eight year olds are more coherent than she is. She's like a five year old, maybe even younger. I don't know. Well, so, yeah. She comes in and tries to choke Josie. Josie yells at Erica, younger sister, for not watching Rachel, because she was supposed to be watching her. Erica comes in with Luke, who's Rachel's old boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And he's apparently comes to visit often ever since her accident, which is kind of sweet. It is. They make him out to be a loser but i'm like no that's kind of nice no
1: that's very nice
0: maybe he's hoping she'll get better or yeah i don't
1: know or may- just hoping that his presence there helps yeah. her or- it kind
0: of seems like he's a good guy and i don't know why they're so hard on him. i don't either so josie tries to leave with steve erica protests apparently josie is shit at taking care of rachel and josie... is always dumping responsibility onto erica
1: josie is the most selfish person ever okay. i cannot stand oh, yeah. her oh yeah "'Hold on, Josie,' Erica insisted, still holding onto Rachel's shoulder. "'You promised you'd watch Rachel this afternoon. "'I told you I had to study for my social studies
0: exam.' "'Sorry, some other time,' Josie said coldly. "'You said that the last time,' Erica complained. "'Brush my hair,' Rachel said insistently, seemingly unaware of the argument taking place.' We just brushed your hair, dear, Erica said softly. Then her expression returned to one of anger as she glared at Josie. You're always running out and leaving
1: me with Rachel. You and I are supposed to take turns. You know we can't afford help for her during the week.
0: I'll take my turn. Don't worry about it, Josie said with a sneer. When? Erica demanded shrilly. Brush my hair, Rachel said, her hands jammed in her pockets of her jumper. If you want, we could all go to the mall tomorrow. Steve suggested to Josie. Shut up, Josie snapped. We're going now. She pushed past Rachel and Erica to get to the hall closet. Out of my way, I'm getting my coat. This isn't fair, Erica cried. You stick me with her every day. I have no life, Josie. Josie swung back angrily, her eyes aflame raising her finger to her lips. Shh, Rachel can hear you, you know Erica. Watch what you say or you'll hurt her feelings. Erica uttered a loud shriek of disgust.
1: Don't tell me about Rachel's feelings, she screamed. Since when do you care about Rachel's feelings?
0: You haven't spent 10 minutes with her since. since. That's not true, Josie snapped back, her voice trembling. Erica's right, Luke said quietly, stepping beside Erica. You really haven't done your share, Josie. You keep out of it, Josie replied angrily. You're not even in this family. Good God. Josie is terrible. She is terrible, but she is going through some legit grief. Yes. I
1: mean, I get it. She's, I she's get feeling it very guilty yes. and responsible, but my God. Also, where are the parents? Dude, <laughs> yes. This is
0: another book where
1: there are no parents
0: around. And they do kind of like, they half-heartedly explain it, where it's like, dad has a job where he travels a lot. Mm-hmm. Mom works at a bank for long hours, but I'm like, you know what? Your daughter... Has gone through this, change jobs.
1: That's how I feel too.
0: Like do something it, else I guess in in these it's books. It's not working. They just have children to do all their work for them, I guess. <laughs> that like they're babysitters. Right. I, I just I don't understand.
1: I it baffles me that not only are the parents not there because their daughter had a serious accident in which she has to have different kind of care. And yeah. you're throwing it on the 14 and the 16 year old. Right. And the sixteen year old isn't doing her part. So now the fourteen year old has become the parent taking care of an invalid. Like, no. Something has to change. Yeah.
0: Quit your job. Move to a smaller house. <laughs> something. I mean something. I don't know how expensive the real estate is on Fear Street. <laughs> but they do talk about it be about them being like big old historic houses. That ain't cheap. Oh yeah. So I don't know. Move to an apartment. <laughs>
1: Or the dad, so the dad has multiple hardware stores that he has to visit. Maybe he could just like close some of them down, like.
0: Or you, know, I don't know, like don't if he's know. some kind of manager, delegate that shit to someone else, and there then are be ways. at home with your kids. Yes, because <laughs> we don't see him the entire freaking book, <laughs> oh my God. and we see the mom like once yeah. or something. Like it's just well, so... she's always tired
1: when she comes in. She's oh, always bad. tired.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Like the kids are she tired sle- from being at school all day.
1: Well, no, wait. It's not that she's always tired. She sleeps soundly. That's it. Because Erica never wants to like wake her up because she I wouldn't Something care. Something like that. I'd be like, I don't wake know, up, mom. Your
0: child needs <laughs> you. Yeah. While this entire drama is going on, Rachel's like going through the mail and she finds the creepy Valentine. And everyone sees it. They all agree it's scary and awful. Then Josie leaves with Steve. Eric and Luke stay behind to complain. We find out at this point that Luke blames Josie for Rachel's accident because she's the one that fastened the saddle incorrectly. Right. Erica thinks Luke might be the one who sent the Valentine.
1: That's right. Because why else? She thinks, like, why else is he showing up every day if yeah. he didn't have, like, some sort of resentment towards Josie? Because and, like, he
0: loved Rachel. I know. Why be so cynical about it? <laughs> I mean, you can resent I think Josie, Josie. I but...
1: think Josie has a lot of enemies, honestly.
0: Uh, Yeah, she does. <laughs> Chapter four is called Surprise in the Snow. So Josie and Erica are at school. They have a fight about Rachel again. Uh, Erica wants Josie to take care of Rachel that afternoon so she could try out for a school play. Josie refuses because she's a selfish bee. Mm-hmm. Then Josie falls to the ground. <gasps> what happened? I don't know. At the end of the chapter. So chapter five is called Anger. It was just a snowball. Gotcha. Dave is the one who threw it. Dave and- is Melissa's boyfriend. That's right. And her ex, X. Ex, ex, I don't know how many yeah. exes ago. Okay. <laughs> Some kind of ex.
1: Another person that yeah. doesn't like Josie. Yeah,
0: pretty much. Josie tries again to leave. Erica protests. Erica notices Jankman staring at Josie from across the yard with a weird expression on his face.
1: <laughs> what does that mean?
0: It's worth pointing out. Because <laughs> yeah. right? we don't know who's sending creepy valentines. It could
1: be Jankman. It could be Luke. It could be Dave. <laughs> Who knows?
0: We, so we switch to Melissa and Dave's point of view. Melissa scolds Dave for hitting Josie with the snowball. She's convinced that Dave still has feelings for Josie. Melissa shares her anger over Josie blaming her for Rachel's accident, and Dave admits that he's also angry at Josie for supposedly screwing him, out of, screwing him out of a job or something. Like, Oh, yeah. There's some stupid story about how he, her dad was supposed to give him a job and then canceled at the last minute, and he assumes Josie is the one who did it, and I'm like, I don't... Who, like, who
1: cares? Who,
0: I don't know. Apparently that job was really important to him. <laughs> I,
1: I, <laughs> I just... Don't I, I don't... Like, may, I don't understand why he, he just jumps to it being Josie's fault like like her father isn't an adult male that makes decisions on his own maybe he just decided I "I can't afford to hire somebody
0: no he was just looking for an excuse (laughs) I think maybe he should have hired him to go visit the stores while he takes care of his daughter there
1: you go (laughs) So far, I'm not really attached to these characters. No, There's no real depth Mm -hmm. in any of them. I'm just kind of just reading words. That's how I felt the whole time. Just reading words.
0: I 100% know how you feel. (laughs) Okay. I mean, at this point, I felt kind of bad for Erica. Oh, yes. You know, and so, like, I'm not going to say I liked her or anything, but I felt sorry for her. Oh, absolutely. Having to, you know. I mean,
1: she was giving up her life to take care of. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And Josie just refuses. And
1: Josie just goes to the mall.
0: So we switch back to Josie, who's home again. Luke bursts into the room, and he's all angry at Josie for leaving Erica alone and not letting her go to her tryout or whatever. Mm -hmm. Josie fires back and tells Luke he's pathetic and lame and a loser. Calls him a loser like a hundred times. Then Luke picks up a silver letter opener and lunges at Josie.
1: (laughs) He's not going to do it.
0: There's no way. Chapter six is called Everyone's Mad. So... Luke has, like, a scary, weird moment where he, like, loses control. I want to read it because it's weird.
1: It is weird. I found it very... Not that you really get a sense of his character because there's not much depth to these characters. But I'm like, what is this? Like, he's
0: been taken possessed by something? Yeah, that's what it seemed like. (laughs) That's what it seemed like. Josie stumbled backward until she hit the wall. Luke stopped short. His eyes widened in surprise as if he was startled by what he was about to do. Josie raised both arms, trying to shield herself from the attack. Luke, please! No! He screamed. With a loud cry, Luke swung his arm down, digging the blade of the letter opener deep into the top of the mahogany desk. Breathing hard, he let go of the handle and stepped back. He stared for a long moment at the letter opener, standing upright in the middle of the desk. Josie. He uttered in a hoarse, frightening voice. Josie. Almost. Almost. He took another step back, still gasping for breath, his features twisted in horror at what he had just done.
1: I've got to get out of here,
0: he said, more to himself than to Josie, his voice barely a trembling whisper. He ran from the room, bumping the doorframe hard with his shoulder, but not stopping. Josie stood, pressed up against the wall, staring at the letter opener until she heard the front door slam behind Luke. Then she exhaled loudly and moved to the desk. Wow, she said and cleared her throat, which was tight and dry, wow.
1: What a weird thing, yeah, Josie let's... almost.
0: What? Yeah, what, what does that mean? <laughs> I know. You... I literally thought they were going somewhere with this.
1: Maybe Fear Street just possesses people
0: momentarily. I don't know. You know what? Now I want to look up the actual lore of Fear Street because, uh, as I said, I read the like Fear Street saga, but I don't remember jack about it. <laughs> so maybe there is some sort of possession in there. Who knows? I don't know. The whole thing's weird. But he doesn't do it. Once Luke is gone, Erica, who somehow didn't hear all the screaming. (laughs) I I don't. Who knows? I mean, somehow. Because she comes down and she's like, what? (laughs) What? Oh, what, what happened? She didn't even ask. She didn't even hear it. Oh, my God. So somehow Erica didn't hear all the screaming. She calls Josie on the intercoms. They have, like, intercoms in every room. Right. So that, you know, if Rachel's in a room and she calls them.
1: Calls her sisters because her parents aren't there.
0: Right. She never calls for her parents. (laughs) No, she doesn't. Never. So Erica calls Josie from the intercom. She says that Rachel's asking for Josie. Josie brushes it off, saying she'll go later. And then she notices she has a new Valentine. Oh. This Valentine's Day, no memories to save. The only flowers for you will be on your grave. I kind of liked this one better (laughs) than the first one. It is definitely better. I like this one. Good job. Well, that was the end of that chapter. Chapter seven is called I Hate Josie, which seems to be everybody's opinion. (laughs) Josie is awoken by Rachel calling her from the intercom. She's saying things like, Josie, please come to my room. And her voice sounds like scared, she says. Yeah. Like frightened or scared or something. So Josie goes, but she finds Rachel fast asleep with a smile on her face. And creepy. creepy. Yeah. She goes back to her room and goes back to sleep, but then Rachel calls again, and once again, Josie goes to check on her and she's asleep.
1: I don't know if I would have gone the second time. I think I would have been too creeped out. I'm <laughs> like, sorry. Just it's get on the sister, intercom and though. say, she's not a ghost. So- sorry. Uh
0: <laughs> she's not a ghost. But she's asleep. Sister. But is she? Yes! I don't know. So, we switch to Erica next day. Erica's mad that Josie left her alone with Rachel again. Yeah. yeah. Rachel says a lot of, like, nonsensical things, but she does say that she uh, doesn't think that Josie likes her anymore. This is Erica and Rachel having this conversation. yeah. Yeah. So, she says she doesn't think Josie likes her anymore. Erica's like, no, of course she does. And then Rachel's like, well, I don't like her anymore. I hate Josie. Yeah. So she starts saying, I hate Josie over and over and over and over. Uh. Then the phone rings. Erica answers it and finds that it's Jankman. And she seems like super excited to hear from Jankman. And I'm like, Erica likes Jankman. Erica likes Jankman. But Jankman's obsessed with Josie and he wants to talk to Josie. When when, uh, she says she's not there, Jankman says, well, did did she get my Valentine's? (gasps) End of chapter. It was Jankman? I don't know, because we don't find out yet. <laughs> what am I? Because the next chapter goes to someone else. <laughs> That's right. It's called math problems. Yeah. <laughs> chapter eight's called math problems. We're with Melissa and Dave. Uh, Dave's nervous about a math test they're about to take. Mm-hmm. During the test, Melissa overhears Josie telling the teacher that Dave's trying to cheat off her paper. During the test, um, the class ends and Dave has to stay behind. Mm-hmm. Melissa waits for him. And then when he comes out, uh, he's all angry because Josie turned him in. But he admits that he tried to cheat.
1: This kid kind of scares me in a way. Yeah, he's he like does. irrationally he angry. Angle. Yeah.
0: yeah. He is irrationally angry.
1: because. Well, he says that he's flung to the test. So he's going to get kicked off the wrestling team, which means that he's not going to get his scholarship. I'm just like, whoa, buddy! Like, just because this happened doesn't mean that that's going to happen. It's just, I don't know. It's really
0: yeah. He's basically saying that Josie has ruined his his life. life. Yeah, so.
1: and I think he brings up the job again too. Yeah, yeah. But I'm
0: like, and I'm like, get calm over down. it, Dave. Come down. Get another job, Dave. Get <laughs> off
1: the roids. Like,
0: <laughs> start studying and get a different right. kind of scholarship. It's like, she's I mean, not. She's not
1: at fault here well melissa you says that cheated
0: melissa does say that she, she says stuff like josie didn't make you cheat bro so at least she's not like going along with his crazed whatever but i don't know why she's dating him to be honest i don't she, either
1: as soon as that would have uh, well and she no. talks
0: about it too she's like dave kind of scares me sometimes and i'm like well then I break up with him <laughs> it's so weird um so dave sees josie in the hall and confronts her like oh, yeah. like physically grabs her and she's like, she's like, dude, you were cheating. What do you want me to do? Yeah. And, I mean, would you have turned him in? I don't think I would have because I don't care. Oh, like, if you want to ruin your life, OK. If I thought it was going to yes, get I me in trouble. I would, have, I would have
1: turned him in. So there was a time when somebody was cheating off me in the third grade. And I could tell she was. So this, I feel really bad about this. So I erased my answers and wrote the wrong ones and waited till she turned in her test and then <laughs> erased them
0: and wrote the right Wow, them that is vindictive. <laughs> That's a Slytherin thing to do. Oh,
1: I felt so bad afterwards, too. I mean, I feel bad saying that, but I'm like, I can't. I didn't know what to do at that point. I guess I should have turned her in, but
0: I'm terrible. I'm sorry. So you basically did the same thing Josie did, just in a different way, in a more sneaky <laughs> A more terrible way. Terrible, terrible way. way. But you know, she hopefully,
1: hopefully that girl learned a lesson not to cheat off people and to study harder.
0: <laughs> Do you think Dave learned his lesson?
1: No, no. I think he's bullheaded. Yeah,
0: because he just the end of the chapter, he just goes. He's he, running he, after yeah, her. Yeah, he like flies off in a rage after her. But I don't That's think he ever disturbing. catches up with her because whenever. See what happened. That,
1: that's that. when I would call Dave up and say, look.
0: Yeah. This isn't, isn't break working up, out. This isn't working out. You're <laughs> obsessed with Josie by chapter nine. Oh, God. What's the name of chapter nine? First Blood. Okay. That's actually a good That's title. a good one. Yeah. That night, Josie's at home thinking about how crazy Dave is. Mm-hmm. Josie starts to hear Rachel's voice on the intercom again and freaks out.
1: Well, Rachel's being creepy.
0: A little bit. And I think they also mentioned that it's not just, like, her voice, but they also hear breathing. <gasps> just breathing into the intercom. Yeah. Which is creepy and weird. Ugh. So Josie freaks out and leaves the house. She decides to go see Steve, who is the only one that understands.
1: I think Steve's just a distraction. That's yeah, all.
0: for sure. They go ice skating, and uh, Josie opens up about her issues. She says she feels guilty about Rachel and has a hard time being around her. Uh, which is understandable, yeah. totally understandable, because I Absolutely. probably feel the same way. Yeah, It would, I would be too. really difficult to be around them, especially because they're twins. So, like, this is your twin that is no longer coherent. Yeah. That would be really hard. But I wouldn't want to, I wouldn't dump it on Erica.
1: No, I wouldn't either. But she does. I would, I would, I would be like, <laughs> mom, dad. Mom, yeah, mom and
0: dad. I'd dump it on my parents, <laughs> because that's their job, to parent, to take care of their Children. <laughs> children. So whatever, but she feels that Erica tries to make her feel guilty on purpose. So she's, that's why she's- No, Erica Erica. just
1: wants a life. That's all. Yeah.
0: She shows him another Valentine she received. Oh, she got a new one. Yeah, this is her third one now. Who's sending these cards? Don't bother to wonder on Valentine's Day you'll be six feet under. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) You don't like that one as much? (laughs) No. Uh. Steve still thinks it's a joke. Josie's actually starting to doubt it at this point. And this
1: is her third one. So, yeah. uh.
0: But she is still kind of thinks it's probably Jenkman. Because she talks about how, like, Jenkman had called her recently or I don't know, something. I don't know. Jenkman's still following her around, so she is convinced it's him. Yeah. Steve takes Josie home. When she enters the house, she sees blood on the floor.
1: Well, at first she thought it was like cranberry juice.
0: Is it cranberry <laughs> juice? <laughs> It's so sticky. Yeah, no, it's blood. It's blood. Chapter ten is called "Someone Is Happy." This was sad. Yes,
1: I'm sorry. I'm laughing. And, you know, like, I just I know that we, someone that is not happy.
0: Yeah, I'm not happy because <laughs> they killed the dog, Muggy, Muggy the dog, which we didn't mention until now because up until this point, he didn't really have much of a. A point other than that, Erica makes a comment that like Josie, Josie loves the dog more, more than, than she Rachel. Loves Rachel. Yeah, which is probably true.
1: Well, I mean, <laughs> I can understand that she feels more comfortable yeah. hanging out with the dog than Rachel.
0: Well, the dog's dead now. <sighs> this was really why, so... why do you have to kill animals? I don't guys? know. Like, ooh, that animal did not deserve oh. anything. Just because Josie's a shit person doesn't mean that dog deserves to die. No,
1: it was pretty. <sighs>
0: So the dog was stabbed with the silver letter opener, which <gasps> I,
1: which Luke picked up,
0: right? That that's what the book wants us to think. At this point, I'm kind of like they're trying awful hard to make Luke look like yeah, I the don't culprit, think it's Luke. That's it's too obvious. That yeah, but I will say that unlike when we were doing like Christopher Pike, trying to figure out who was doing what, nobody seemed like they were guilty. But in this book, everyone seems like they're guilty. It's like the opposite. Yeah, It's like you go from like, oh, gee, I can't tell who's guilty to like, Jesus Christ, everyone's got a motive. (laughs) Everyone's crazy.
1: Everyone hates Josie. Everyone hates Josie.
0: (laughs) It could be anybody. So like one extreme or the other. But I don't think it's Luke because it's really heavy handed. Yeah. Rachel appears smiling and saying, there's the puppy over and over. And I'm like, come on, even if you're five, you know that. Dead, gutted dog. Right is not something so she, to be. Yeah, she's
1: about. not even a five year old. She's just very incoherent. Just, yeah. just out, out of it. It's more
0: than just childlike. Yeah. Then uh, Erica appears, sees Muggy, and drags Crazy Rachel back to her room, and that's the end of that chapter.
1: Were the parents at home when this happened? The dad probably wasn't. Was the no, mom? the
0: dad wasn't home. They claimed that. They did he, the mom sleep him. through
1: this whole thing? I guess so. Like the back door was yeah. open. Someone came in yeah. and murdered their dog. Yeah.
0: And I know the mom was uh, was there, because the next chapter, uh, they talk about, like, Erica talks about what happened, and she says that the mom came home, and so she's just sleeping through all this. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, what? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'd wake her up. I'd be like, Mom, chapter 11, somebody hates you. We switched to Melissa's point of view, who, who was watching, like, she was, she lives across the street, so she saw Josie come home with Steve, and mentioned that Melissa had just been over to visit Rachel not long before then, came home to call Dave, and Dave was not home. Uh Uh-oh. She called him again much later, about 11.30, she said, and Dave picked up then. Okay. Said he was just, like, driving around.
1: Uh, Uh Uh-huh. Okay.
0: Yeah. So he's still blaming Josie for ruining his life. He talks a bunch of crazy talk and then hangs up. Melissa, I wrote, Melissa should dump this dude. Yeah. <laughs> Is that where I put that, too?
1: No. Not yet. I <laughs> probably, yes. We
0: probably wrote a bunch of Several times. times. Then Melissa notices flashing lights outside and sees police at Josie's house. So we switch back to Josie. Josie and Erica are talking about the incident. Erica claims she didn't hear anything downstairs. So okay. whoever came in... Was,
1: was very quiet. Very quiet about and, stabbing a dog. And Muggy's not the type of dog to bark if somebody comes in?
0: Well... She, I think he probably is because she said she heard her mom downstairs uh, talking to Muggy and telling him to stop barking or something. Okay. Maybe it was the mom. <laughs> 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 but whatever. Josie thinks it's Jankman. Erica says she knows that it's not because then she tells him about Jankman's phone call where he asked about the Valentines.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: And so apparently Jankman had been sal- sending Josie Valentines, but different
1: not, ones. Yeah, not the threatening ones. Yeah. Probably ones that were like, I love you so much.
0: They claim it they were like quote unquote funny ones, but we never Eh, find out what they said. They were, they were basically like secret admirer type, whatever. But I mean, that's what Jankman says. You could say anything. Right. It doesn't mean anything. No. But Erica's like, no, it's not Jankman. He sent you these Valentine's instead. He didn't know anything about the threatening ones. Erica says she thinks it was Luke that killed Maggie.
1: Wow. That's a bold move.
0: She did. Josie says it couldn't be because he's, quote unquote, a wimp. And my note (laughs) is uh, he totally went crazy on you like two days ago.
1: Yeah, that was like out of control Luke. So you don't know what out of control Luke could do. Yeah, so you were just like,
0: nah, he's a wimp. He'd never do anything. Such a wimp who (laughs) totally tried to stab me with the same letter opener.
1: (laughs) (laughs) i mean his prints are on the letter opener right now so if they open i mean i guess you don't really open up a case but obviously the dog dog is murdered
0: by the way i don't
1: know but the dog is murdered like they don't talk about like wanting justice for muggy what about muggy i
0: guess guess in this world dogs don't matter i don't know like
1: your dog didn't get run over someone broke into your house and stabbed your dog yeah why aren't you freaking out about this more? Well, yeah, And
0: they don't really attempt to find out who did it. Like no. the police don't do anything. Just
1: lock your doors, ma'am.
0: Yeah. That's too bad about your dog, but like <laughs> we're not going to take the weapon and look like, at it or anything. You, ha-
1: you have a child that's like challenged at the moment that has to stay at home with a 14-year-old. Like, like why would you? <laughs>
0: I don't know. It baffles me. I would take that letter opener and print the thing. Yes. The mom appears. She does exist. I wrote. Oh. She does exist. <laughs> Ask Josie to go up and see Rachel because Rachel's acting tense and she's tired. And I'm like, Mom, I hate you. You, you take care of her for a minute. My dog just died. Yeah. I swear to God, Mom. Uh, like,
1: how about we all go up there? Well, did she have to stay down and talk to the police at that point? Maybe that's why. Uh, no, I think the police is gone by then. Oh. She just wanted to go back to sleep and needed Rachel to. I mean, yeah. needed Josie to check on Rachel.
0: Hi Rachel, would you like me to brush your hair? Josie asked softly. She stepped into the room and picked up the hairbrush from the dresser. Rachel didn't reply, her expression was thoughtful, and she seemed to be staring off into the distance. It's very late, Josie said. She stepped behind Rachel, tenderly pulled her long hair over the back of the armchair and started to brush it. As she brushed, she saw a smile form on Rachel's face in the mirror on the far wall. You like having your hair brushed, don't you? Josie said, yawning. Rachel's smile grew wider somebody hates you josie she whispered huh josie wasn't sure she heard correctly what did you say rachel somebody hates you rachel repeated a little louder she giggled (laughs) somebody really hates you josie lowered the hairbrush to her side she moved around the chair and stared at the gleeful grin on rachel's face rachel do you know more than you're letting on josie asked do you Rachel stared straight ahead, her smile mysterious. She giggled again. Somebody hates you, she said teasingly, turning her green eyes on Josie. Staring back at her smiling twin, Josie felt a stab of cold fear. You do a good crazy one. Oh, thanks.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, let me just say, as much as I don't like reading creepy things, I'm really glad that there are creepy things in here because it saves the book. Because honestly, everything's just like boring, Except boring, boring. Except that it boring. doesn't save the book. <laughs> it
0: doesn't. Because most of these creepy things do not get resolved. They don't go anywhere. They don't go anywhere.
1: Yeah. I've never loved creepy things like I do in this book. Because otherwise it'd just be boring.
0: I just hated it. And I thought it was so predictable. Uh, Let's just keep going. Okay. Chapter 12 is called Maybe Jankman. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe
1: Jankman. Maybe Jankman. Maybe Dave. Maybe. (laughs) Maybe everybody in town.
0: Oh my God. Josie and Erica go to a card shop so Josie could buy Steve a Valentine. In the store, Erica notices Jankman, who's looking intently at some cards. When Erica calls to him, he seems embarrassed to be noticed there. Uh, But when Jankman notices Josie, he just flies past poor Erica to talk to her. That's so sad. Josie accuses Jankman of sending the threatening cards and spying on her at the skating rink. Mm. So she thinks it was him. He denies both things. Josie slings insults at him and leaves. Jankman angrily goes back to the card rack. Erica wonders if it is Jankman after all. End of chapter.
1: He's furiously pulling card after card off the rack without reading them, without even looking at them.
0: Oh, so dangerous. That is super dangerous. (laughs) That is literally the entire chapter. That's it. And then Erica's like, oh, maybe it is Jankman. He looks angry enough to kill. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. End of chapter. Chapter 13 is Valentine's Day. And I'm like, finally, finally, (laughs) "Finally it's Valentine's Day. Could something happen? (laughs) Steve arrives at Josie's house to pick her up. They're planning on going to the skating rink again, I guess. Yeah, I think think so. Luke is on his way out as he comes in, saying that he just came to drop off a Valentine for Rachel and that he knows something's bothering her. And and I'm like, well, okay, cool, whatever. (laughs) She's a child. Steve asks if Josie's ready to go ice skating, but now Josie's not sure that she wants to leave the house, because she got her fourth. <gasps> it was, is the fourth, right? Her fourth I Valentine? S- I think it was four. Roses are black, violets are gray. On Valentine's Day, you'll start to decay. And I'm like, you won't. I mean, if you kill them on Valentine's, <laughs> Valentine's Day, Day, you're not going to decay for like, well... I mean I guess technically you're starting the moment yeah. you die so I guess all right fine.
1: Yeah. We're decaying we're decaying right now. Allison. Oh, <laughs> you're
0: right.
1: Let's let's start talking philosophical here <laughs> since there's really nothing <laughs> else to From the day we book. were born we started to die.
0: <laughs> well, at this point Josie's like real freaked out about these and she really wants to stay in. Steve insists they should go out. When Rachel's creepy voice comes in on the intercom, Josie's like, All right, you're right, let's go. Peace out, I'm gone. Peace out, let's go. When Josie and Steve go out to the car, they notice that Luke is still there, just sitting in his car alone.
1: Being creepy? Like I mean, apparently all the men, all the all the guys I mean <laughs> in this high school are, are angry creepy. and creepy. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Josie thinks that that he's being creepy, but Steve's like, Maybe he just needs some alone time. I mean, yeah. He's having a hard time. He just wants to sit by himself. I don't really think that's that weird, but whatever. I don't either. They drive off, and Josie's like, wonders if they should turn back. And that's the end of the chapter.
1: Oh, yeah. I wrote, lame rhyme, my God, these are terrible, back and forth, stay or go, boring chapter. (laughs) Valentine's Day was a boring chapter.
0: Well, chapter four is called Erica is Worried. It's 2 a.m., and Erica is worried (laughs) because Josie has not come home yet.
1: Okay, now that is unusual.
0: Yes. She calls Steve, who tells her that he and Josie had a fight at the skating rink and Josie left with a group of other people and she should have been home by now. Uh-oh. Erica ends the call when the doorbell rings. End of chapter. Chapter 15 is called Terrible Trouble. The doorbell rang in the last chapter. Mm-hmm. Uh, Erica thinks it's Josie, but it's not. It's the police. Yikes. Josie's been found dead. Stabbed in the back by an ice skate. Whoa. And I was like, is that even possible? Like what kind of like in Fear Street, I guess so, <laughs> like maybe if you had like old school ice skates, but the kind know. you have now are like dull on the edge.
1: there they're, isn't any sharp points on it, no, they're like rounded at the edge. oh, so
0: how did that work? I mean, I'm sure there's some kind of ice skate maybe that isn't that no i I you know, just still feel it- like it would be real hard to kill someone with an ice skate. I was gonna look up uh. a picture of an ice skate to to see see, to see don't google
1: can you stab stab someone someone with an
0: ice skate (laughs) that i'm on a list Uh, i'm just gonna look up ice skate and see if they have like a sharp one because i remember them not looking that sharp yeah they're like rounded on the edge
1: How? look it had to work for this story all right
0: as this is happening she's talking to the police crazy rachel just repeats that someone hates josie Then we switch to Melissa's point of view. Mm -hmm. She's awoken early by a call from Dave. It's the next morning. Right. She's awoken at like 8 o'clock in the morning by Dave, who says he needs to see her right now because he's in terrible trouble. Oh, no. Did Dave do it? Well, we'll find out. Chapter 16 is called A Stupid Thing. Dave. Dave. (laughs) Dave. They meet up at the diner, Melissa and Dave. They talk for a moment about Josie's death. News travels fast, apparently, because everyone knows about <laughs> Everybody it. Everybody knows. And, I'm, and they seem a little, like, not upset. I don't know. I like guess... I thought Melissa would be m- way more upset because they were best friends at one point. But she's just kind of like, man, isn't it weird? <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, I would be what crying yeah. or, like... I'd be like, Dave, I can't talk to you right now. My (laughs) best friend just died.
1: handle your own crap. Yeah. I don't know what you've got going on. Whatever
0: you have going on, my best friend just died. Yeah. So I don't know. Whatever. Dave admits to Melissa that he's the one who sent the threatening valentines. What? Because he was so mad. Uh, About what? About the job thing, I guess. The job thing? (laughs) Yeah, because
1: at that point, she hadn't done the math. The whole math thing. Yeah, because he started
0: it. He said he hatched the idea back in like December because he didn't get the job and then like he never got around to doing it he was gonna send her a threatening Christmas card and then like he never got around to it and then he was reminded of it when Valentine's Day came along and was like this is a great idea three months later let's do it and I'm like Dave you're an idiot (laughs) a very
1: stupid thing
0: he's Dave's now worried obviously that if the police find the Valentine's well, yeah. yeah they're going to think he killed Josie. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. That's what happens when you send death threats. <laughs> Melissa asks him point blank if he killed Josie, and that's when the chapter ends. <gasps> what? Yes, another cliffhanger? Chapter 17 is called Dangerous Plans. Dave says he absolutely did not kill Josie. Melissa's kind of suspicious, a little doubtful. Yeah. But doesn't say anything. She questions him a little bit, asking where he went last night. Because apparently, last night, he was at her house. He left her house to go home. Um, and that was before Josie was killed. So she was like, well, if you went home and your parents saw you, then you're fine. fine. But he's like, no, I drove around for a while. So he's got no alibi. Dumb. Dumb. Dave's worried that even if Josie threw the Valentines away, that, he, that she would have shown them to Erica. And Erica would have told the police
1: I mean, about them. Steve knows. So you've got yes. Erica and Steve. Steve. And Luke
0: saw them. And, and Luke Rachel K- saw them. Yeah. But he didn't think about all those people. He just thought about Erica. Yeah. Because he's like, she definitely would have shown Erica. But I'm like, if she doesn't have them on her person, what can she really do? Right. I mean, she could tell them and they could suspect him, but there's no proof. Right. So I think you're all right, Dave. Just chill.
1: Oh, no. He, he goes off the handle. Yeah, totally. he goes off the handle. This this is where I said, so would you break up with Dave at this point? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes.
0: Because he gets the brilliant plan to break into their house to steal the Valentines back.
1: So dumb. What is wrong with him?
0: Yeah. So apparently, like, the family's gonna be at the funeral the next day. Apparently, people get buried real soon.
1: On Fear Street. On
0: Fear Street. They have so many burials. So they just gotta gotta get them in and out. Yeah. He decides while the family's at the funeral... He's going to break into the house, steal the cards back. Brilliant plan. Everything will be fine. Yes.
1: It, there's a
0: quote. What could, what could go, go wrong? wrong? <laughs> I don't know, Dave. Let's find like, out. What kind of world are you living in? <laughs> let's find out, Dave. What? Let's find out what could go wrong. Chapter 18 is called Hello? Anyone there? Dave is a moron. <laughs> so Dave is about to go through with his great idea. He enters the house. There's pages of him being freaked out and bumping into things yeah. and just being a doofus. He's like, "This was supposed to be easy." Yeah, super easy. Breaking like, into something. What is wrong house. with it's you? Finding a paper valentines that you have no idea where she would have put. Yeah, like what if she already threw them away? Yeah, who knows? So he thinks he hears breathing coming from the intercom, Ooh. and instead of ignoring it or leaving, he's like, "Is anyone there? <laughs> Hello, I'm in your house." Who's there? Do you need any help? <laughs> what kind of person breaks into someone's house? Is gonna call <laughs> out. Hey, is anyone there? Trying to start a dialogue? Oh my god, Dave. <laughs> I know I know why he had to cheat on the math test, because he's mentally he's not, slow. He is
1: not the brightest. Oh my Poor god. Poor Dave. <laughs>
0: I wrote, my my note is, really, dude?
1: (laughs) I said, oh, cool. We're going with Dave's idiotic plan.
0: Cool, yeah. So he enters Josie's room, doesn't find the Valentines.
1: Not surprising. Not
0: surprising. Then he hears a car door slamming outside and panics. He starts to leave, gets to the stairwell, cries out in shock and horror. End of chapter. chapter. (laughs) So, okay. Chapter 19 is called Another Victim. So, this part's a little trippy. Yeah.
1: It's interesting how- Do you
0: want to read like a minute of it like a a little bit? How he wrote this. Yeah.
1: Swirling reds, puddles and pools, blood red, shimmering and rolling, spinning around him. And behind the angry spills of color, Dave's scream, a hideous animal wail of horror, of anger. The scream refused to fade. The red pools refused to disappear. The scream continued to echo until it was replaced by new sounds. A rumble at first. Thunder? No, too close to be thunder and too human. Footsteps Dave realized. I don't know. I just feel like maybe R.L. Stein was like, I kind of want to write some
0: prose. Yeah, I guess. (laughs) He wants to be a little artsy to show his, to like flex his literary muscles. (laughs) Um, So I wrote, uh, crazy visions of swirling red, Dave going insane? (laughs) Question (laughs) mark. So then suddenly the police are there ordering him to drop it. He's apparently (laughs) holding... The bloody letter opener in his hand.
1: So, okay. So not only did the police officers not dust it for prints, but they they didn't take it for evidence. Nope. Nothing.
0: They don't care about the dog, dude. (laughs) They don't care about the dog.
1: Are they going to take the letter opener now?
0: I think they probably will now, but who knows. So, yeah, Dave realizes he's holding a silver letter opener, and then he sees Erica on the floor stabbed.
1: (gasps) So much blood.
0: So much blood. So that was the end of part one. I'm going to read you exactly what I wrote at part one because I was taking notes as I went along because I wanted to make predictions. Yeah. I don't think Dave did it. Yeah. Who is breathing into the intercom? Yeah. Is Rachel really crazy or is she faking it? I think Jankman is a huge red herring. Yes. I suspect Erica. You suspect Erica? Yeah. That's what I wrote. Those are all my notes after part one. (laughs) Yes. I suspect Erica hardcore. Wow.
1: I was just focusing on all the men, I guess. <laughs> I mean, like, I know they're obvious because they're in there. And yeah, so much, see, that's the thing. So A much lot of just, them are
0: too obvious. So,
1: there's so so much focus on them.
0: A lot of them are way obvious. I still think Luke is definitely not it. No. And they haven't, like, they, the only thing they've done with Jankman is have him be just, like, vaguely crazy in the background. Right. He's not actually been in the story enough for it to be him. Because but see, don't you think that could be a possibility? No, because that would be a disappointing end. Because you'd be like, we don't know anything about Jenkins. Oh. Okay. If he just showed up and he's like, hi, I'm the killer. <laughs> I did it. You'd be like, okay, cool. No, there. it's got to be a twist of some sort. And so that's why I was like, what if it's the dad? <laughs> but see, we, once again, we haven't seen him in the story. Yeah. So they're not going to really, whatever. Um, I'm pretty sure it wasn't Dave. At all. Because his whole, like, vision thing made me think that he, like, blacked out. Oh. And so I feel like, in that instance, it's not gonna be him because, A, he's the obvious answer right now. Right. And, B, he didn't seem in his right mind or seem to know what he was doing. And, C, he legit said he didn't do it. Yeah. So I don't think that he did it. And I think that Luke is the other obvious answer. At this point, I think I was kind of like, well, it could still be him. Maybe. It hadn't written him off at all. It could still be, but I don't think it is. I, I was wondering if Rachel was faking her craziness, though.
1: I, well, I was, I'm leaning more towards Rachel. Not necessarily faking her craziness, but being so crazy that she doesn't understand what she's doing. But how did she get to Josie at the skating rink? Okay, see, I think some of those situations aren't oh wait killing her killing Josie okay well I don't know about who killed Josie I'm just thinking like muggy
0: well it could be different people yeah Rachel could have killed muggy and someone else killed different situations it definitely could be
1: it could have been but honestly while I'm reading this I'm making very few predictions because I'm just trying to get through
0: it (laughs) I wanted to make predictions because I felt like it seemed at this point it seemed kind of obvious to me yep till next time till next time bye guys bye To learn more about us and see what we're going to read next, visit our website at growingupbookish.com.